For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Welcome back to the Cousin Connection Podcast. Podcast. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to include this, but we recorded like a good like seven seven minute segment Mm -hmm. right before this. And until we realized I wasn't recording, it was only recording on my laptop. Maybe I'll use the sound. We'll see if you'll know if I used it, if it's at the beginning of the video. (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah, so uh, welcome back to the episode. Uh, No, so (laughs) welcome back to episode 49 of the Cousin Connection podcast. Um, I don't know if we should just swing back into it. Actually, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to say it right now. Make sure to like the video. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Just remember to do all that stuff ahead of time. It really helps with the algorithm and just getting our name out there. Um, and if you want to show the support, those are ways you can do it. Uh, so let's just jump back into the conversation we were having before we realized we messed up. Yeah. Um, good thing I barely introduced it before. So I'm going to yeah. do it again. You'll get our ortho- organic uh, thoughts. But um, our topic that we're going to start off with this week is, um, you know, at being children of uh like first generation uh children of parents who immigrated from a country outside of where we live so i guess immigrants if you want to call them that Mm -hmm. um there's there's a level of like a language barrier between us and them so although we understand each other you know i speak gaysinan or harari amir speaks and under like we both speak and understand it and our parents also speak and understand english but it's not the same as in we are extremely fluent as in we read write understand speak english um they're not the on the same level as us although they understand us i wouldn't say they're on the same level as us yeah i think whoever's listening to this probably understands exactly what you're trying to get to yeah you know what (laughs) i mean do you feel like that language barrier between us and our parents has impacted our ability to bond with them of course it has yeah like and, and what i mean by that is I don't think the language barrier is a big p- part of it. I'm gonna get to that. We'll get to it's that. It's not. The, it's not. It's not the. I don't think it's a language barrier at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has nothing to do with the language barrier. Mm, it's all cultural barrier. I think it's part of that, mm-hmm. but I think 
when I'm saying that in comparison okay, not to all com- cultural bar- language barrier is a smaller part of it than mm-hmm. culture thing. I'm saying that in comparison to, you know, maybe our friends who have parents who grew up here and then they also grew up here. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they speak the same language. They understand the same language perfectly on the same level. Yeah. They're able to build a sort of friendship with their parents, you know, like people that say like, oh, my, my dad's my best friend or my mom's my best friend. And I think mm-hmm. we have so, like speaking from my experience like i mean my mom's my mom at the end of the day my dad's Mm -hmm. my dad so although we might have a really good relationship there may be times where we are like very friendly and maybe some people don't have that same experience i wouldn't say that i view them the same way that i view you or the same way Mm -hmm. that i view you you know what i mean so but is there anything wrong with that i feel like there should be a barrier between parents and kids yeah no i agree i don't think it should be like full-fledged like yeah I'm not going to talk to my mom. Yeah, that's why, like, whenever you. you see those, like, TikToks or Instagrams mm. where people are, like, showing the white kids with their white parents <laughs> and, like, how, like, super, like, open they are with each other. Mm. I'm like, yeah, there are certain things you shouldn't be com- talking to your parents with. At least, it might be wrong. I'm not Do saying it's right. Do you feel like our culture has given, like, has helped you formulate that type of thought? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Our culture, our religion, everything plays into that, that thought. But why do you think it's the culture that creates that barrier more than the language difference? Uh, because they're just passing on uh, their generational, not I won't call it generational trauma, or generational um, um, baggage, I guess. Because mm. it, it it's all comes from how they, they were raised by their parents or ha- their relationship with their parents, right? Yeah, I wouldn't now, say it's like a friend type of relationship. Yeah, like... They had that. And... and uh, now we're in the age of the internet mm-hmm. where people have more examples to go off of and like things they can, they, it's a lot easier to like learn where the mistakes may be, be being made. Mm-hmm. But when you live in like a smaller knit community, especially back home where you have no internet and like your only examples are like you and your, your neighbors, mm-hmm. like you're going to pass on what you learned from your previous generation. Cause that's the only thing, you know, you don't know any better but when you come here you see different cultures, how they ha- have a relationship with their parents. You see on the internet how relationships work with parents and how it can be different, how it can be better, how it can be worse in certain cases. Yeah. And you have a lot more to work up, work with and, and, and learn from. I feel like we taught our parents a lot, though, because when they came here, they came with whatever they knew. Right. Yeah. They didn't they don't know how the Canadian school system is. Yeah. They only figured it out once <laughs> they put us all in. Exactly. School. <laughs> like I remember begging my mom to be a, a chaperone for a field trip <laughs> see like those aren't things i used to do back home like because all the other kids yeah <laughs> their chaperone means chaperone <laughs> that's <laughs> when she got the name johanna really <laughs> yeah. like they won't know how to say Joanna. that was literally it yeah they're like is she like do we call her miss ali i'm like yeah no that's not my mom's last name mm-hmm. so like what's her first name yeah and i was like Crap, they're not gonna know how to say it. they won't know how to say that i think i feel like miss ahmed would have been easy no, they would have, they would have called her Ahmed, and I didn't want her to. I didn't want them to call her that because they weren't pronouncing it right. They weren't pronouncing Jawahira right to make it. <laughs> yeah, because I told them I, and I'm ashamed to admit this now, yeah. but like little me then, yeah. my name was Sarah, mm-hmm. so it's easy, you know. They they were it's no problem. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't have like a, um, what is it? I don't want to call it a white name, but like a, mm-hmm. an easy name, anglicized name. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how are they gonna say Jawahira? Her name's Johanna. Yeah. And then I remember the day of, she came with me to school. So I was like, 
by the way, I told them that your name was Johanna, so if they call you that. <laughs> and she was like, why would you tell them? I'm yeah. like, because they don't know how to say Jawahira. Yeah. Like, and I think her name is a beautiful name. It's an Arabic name. But yeah. like, I knew they weren't going to, they were going to butcher it. Mm-hmm. So she was like, all right, fine, whatever. Like, Johanna it is. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be more creative with that. It was close enough. Jawahira, so. Johanna. Jo- uh, I don't know about that. What's the closest name to, like? Huh? Joe. Jo- jo- Joe. Joanna. Joe. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe Johanna was the best. <laughs> but, but you know, I mm-hmm. think w- when I had this conversation with my friend, yeah, she's American. So I think maybe that's why we had a little bit of opposing views on mm-hmm. that specific topic. Not to like make assumptions about the Harari Americans out there. Yeah. But I feel like the American culture was more ingrained in the kids than it was here because i feel like in canada they really focus on the fact that we're very multicultural diverse yeah they really yeah. focused on that um they may not have celebrated it as much when we were kids but i know they do now mm-hmm. um and i think that growing up for americans and like um, immigrants who lived in america maybe they had that like comparison with their their you know if they weren't in a gay so community a Harari community and all of their friends are just like Ferengis, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better term, like non-ethnic people, they're gonna compare their own experience to what they see around them. Yeah, you know. And if they have friends that say, "My mom is my best friend," then they go home and their mom's like, "Get up and go wash the dishes." Like you know, they're like, yeah. "Why can't I be best friends with my mom?" <laughs> like, yeah, because it, it does make sense. Because like in America, it is less multicultural, right? So, oh yeah, uh, I, I would say that in the places that they grew up, it was probably mostly yeah. majority, especially in the early nineties. Yeah, true. Like you're dealing with majority white people, especially in Atlanta, or black people. I mean, yeah, Atlanta's one example. Yeah, and like the cultural differences are huge there. And mm. but you you don't have it over here when we grew up. A lot of the kids in our multicultural rooms, I don't know if you would call it that, had very similar relationships to their parents. Where like it was because they had immigrant parents as well. It was very much like child parent. Like there was a huge boundary there. Yeah. And mm. and so you didn't really get that many examples. But I feel like in America, because you have a lot more uh, Western relationships with parents, I don't mm. know how, how you would define that. Yeah, I get what you... Multi-generational. Sorry? Yeah, you had more multi-generational Western uh, relationships. Or, 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 or Compared uh, to here where everyone is like... Everyone in your class was like a first generation oh yeah exactly okay, okay. exactly you, but they're they're more multi-generational so yeah. they had that time to mm. kind of work on those relationships and like i don't know have uh improve on them mm. basically but, their lifestyles were the same like yeah the parents lifestyle is the same as the child's lifestyle growing exactly mm. whereas we have a very different lifestyle than our parents did yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so uh, that plays a huge part in it as well and also because america is like aggressively um, they're really patriotic patriotic yeah and they have like that ideal american family american dream all that stuff yeah. so they kind of like set those examples and like punch it into the kids brains <laughs> <laughs> that's so true so that's so true but there's no there's no equivalent to that here before you said that you felt like there should be somewhat of a boundary between the parent and child like how big of a boundary like do you feel like you don't want to be open or maybe i don't want to say you specifically but do you feel like um, parents and children should not have that open line of communication like there should no be no, no. i mean like hidden? compared to the extremes that we have seen where like kids and parents are literally talking about like when they last had like intercourse with their partner <laughs> yeah, and like what the experiences that. was like and like 
or like but um, i think from a parent's point of view they would rather their children be open with them than yeah. with like random people that could potentially betray them one day down the line or just don't be talking to people about that kind of stuff <laughs> but yeah. i'm not saying i'm right that's the thing like it could be that i have the wrong idea in that part but no but i'm i'm with you on that because mm-hmm. i wouldn't like that's exactly it's right? not normal for us you know yeah exactly you're supposed to have like some type of shyness to you i guess let me tell you amir Haredi culture thrives on everything being a secret literally everything is yeah. a secret you're doing well in life it's a secret you're you're sick it's a secret you're mm-hmm. getting married it's a secret you're getting divorced it's a secret yeah. you have a baby it's just like everything is yeah, a secret it's very it's very like i know we say community a lot but it's also very individualistic in a way How like so? if you if you as an individual are going through something mm. you're you do everything in your power to not anyone else not let anyone else know or mm. your family if your family is going through something you do everything in your power to not let anyone know because you know that the moment that something seeps out everyone will know about it um that's technically not individualistic though not yeah it's not not the best term to use but Indivi- individualistic would be the opposite it's like you only think about yourself whereas like what you're saying is like the opposite it's like more community based that like what you think that affects you yeah. is going to affect everyone else so that's why they keep it a secret because if you have something and it said they say something that not only affects you but it affects your family why don't you just take a mic yeah just get a mic honestly <laughs> because that was so beautifully said get a mic right now Huh? You can't be sitting there without a mic. This is the second no. time we're doing this, yeah. guys. Okay, I'll be back in a second. And we're back. And we got her an extra mic. So now <laughs> she can actually, you guys can actually hear her properly. <laughs> Let's go. Continue what you're saying. So I was saying that um, individualistic um, culture is more so when you think about yourself. Yeah. Um, and how, like, whatever you do is a react will react and only affect yourself Mm -hmm. so that is very westernized society where you think about like what i want to do yeah what i want to do for a living what like your dreams whatever yeah and that's the whole point of like the american dream is to think like what i want to do whereas like in eastern cultures Mm -hmm. it's more collectivism where it's um it's based on like a community so whatever you do Mm -hmm. um will reflect and um and affect um, your family and people who surround you. So that's why um, a lot of people they like to keep things very private because, like, if you do something shameful, it like ruins everyone in your family's reputation and mm-hmm. maybe even generations following that. It's like it follows everyone you're connected with, which is why um, a lot of cultures are very private and like it's like yeah. everything is hidden there everyone is trying to save face which is super messed up by the way yeah that's the one yeah. thing that just really irks me about the certain well our culture and other cultures as well the fact that people won't like forgiveness is like not really in our in our uh vocabulary <laughs> yeah but it's it's more so of like one one part is that what are you doing sarah <laughs> it's really pissing me off what are you What's doing that? i'm trying to can you hear me yeah we can hear everything <laughs> i've been fighting with this mic so i'm trying not to make what are you ch- okay let me fix this for you real wait quick. i'm just trying, to, like, trying to like i'm just trying to make it like right at this level now put that down oh, oh my so god hard. this girl <laughs> what okay, are you I got, trying to I got do it, now? I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. Um, I can literally hear you drinking. <laughs> 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 See, 
this is why I don't come. I cause the chaos. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. What were you saying? Oh, that um, for us, it's for th- like for them living in like that kind of culture is very yeah. like everyone lives like that, so it's kind of like understood. Where we are so we have grown up within this culture like the individualistic culture where like we see that and we were like we don't understand so that's why when you're talking about like it's more of a cultural difference like that is that is what you're pointing out instead yeah. of the language barrier yeah mm. yeah because it's not like it some parts of it is language barrier whereas like you're not understanding what is being said mm-hmm. but it's not out of like the language that you're not understanding it's out of the context that you're not understanding yeah, yeah. see See? I would listen, listen, listen. I'm not At least disagree. someone understands what I was going to say. I, I'm not, I, I never disagreed. I totally yeah. agree that the cultural difference between, you know, Canadian culture, and I can, I'm, I'm going to speak on behalf of us because that's all I can relate to yeah. right now. But I'm sure if you're from America or any other Western country, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The difference between Canadian culture, uh, culture, culture, value, and norms versus like Haredi cultural values and norms yeah it's very different and i feel like for us we're in a unique position where we have what our parents raised us with yeah but we also you know grew up here we were born here so we have the culture that we learned through school friends community here and so it's like this constant struggle of like back and forth i could i could see why some of us be having identity crises crises. Yeah. so so essentially you're agreeing with crises crises yeah, crises Crisis. Or whatever, one of those terms. <laughs> but like, so essentially, you're, 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 where I think we're all on the same page saying mm. here that language maybe plays a small part in it, mm. but a large part of that difference un- cultural. is, is cultural. Mm-hmm. Because I think the original question was how does this language barrier impact our ability to bond with our parents? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to language specifically, like maybe in like everyday conversation, because like you just don't want to be able, you don't want to explain. Have you ever had those moments, though, like when you're trying to tell your parents something and they're just not understanding? So you're just like, never mind. Yeah. Or even the other way when um, other parents say something and your parents understand it in a completely different way. They're like they understand the under meaning of like Mm -hmm. what they're actually saying. And you're just we take everything for like face value. And we're like, well, she just said this. And like, no, no, what she meant was. Uh, Yeah. Because they understand they have a way of speaking where they understand the context of what is being said. So they like throwing shade on the low like if they are throwing shade on the low yeah like yeah. we would never see it but they're like no no this is what she meant yeah. and it's kind of like the same with us like when we say something mm-hmm. they don't understand like oh if for example if we're joking they don't take they don't yeah under, they, they don't take see it almost the joke literally yeah because they understand it differently so it's again it's like we could be saying the exact same thing but understand it very differently yeah that's so true yeah so i guess that's where the language issue comes into play right where the, you have the the sayings, the jokes, and all that stuff, that stuff doesn't transfer very well. Yeah, my if mom. If you don't will, know the language very well. She'll, <laughs> when we first started recording these last yeah. year, she's like, You guys talk so fast. I don't even know what you're saying half the time. <laughs> I'm like, What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I literally live with you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you understand me when I speak to you. Yeah. And then I one day caught myself, like, when I was explaining something to her in English. Mm hmm. I caught the way that I was speaking to her. Like, I wasn't speaking to her the way that I speak to you guys. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll, like, if I'm, you know how I am. When I'm really into a story, I'm, like, tripping over my words. Mm-hmm. But you guys somehow understand everything that I say. Yeah. But with her, she'll be like, what did you just say? What was that word? And mm-hmm. I'm like, 
like you know and then i said and yeah. she's like oh, okay okay <laughs> do you think do you think that us not learning the language hmm. or are the people who don't like do you think that the people who haven't learned our language yet are kind of like fumbling the bag like they're not meeting the parents halfway essentially they're at a disadvantage parents, for sure no like because like i feel that i feel that it, because we haven't learned the language we're not meeting our parents halfway there so really the onus is on us because mm, no. think about no no wait think about it like this our parents came to a, a country where mm. they didn't know the language or at least mm. they didn't know very well and mm. they put in the work of course they're here mm. they they have the time to work on it because they have they kind of have to right mm -hmm. but uh we can't really be frustrated with them not being able to communicate with us very well if we haven't taken the time to start learning our language but whose responsibility is it from the get-go it's theirs yeah I, they are I, the parent i agree because language is so much harder to learn at an older age yeah like it uh, the the kids who understand their own language is because they were taught at a young age mm -hmm. and once and then the people who don't is because the parents wanted to assimilate fit quickly and mm. so for them to learn english they speak to their kids in english and like they don't prioritize speaking the language because mm -hmm. they themselves want to learn english so then the kids grow up and then they're speaking to them in english and they can't speak like their own like native mm -hmm. tongue because their parents from a young age have spoken to them after a certain point it's very hard to learn a language you can pick up on like a few words i mean mm -hmm. if you're interested like you're like i'm gonna learn you'll learn yeah but like, when look you look at a mirror i know but when you do <laughs> that you have to like i think i mean it is possible but i feel like if you really want to learn you have to fully like immerse yourself yeah, yeah. Like, people who move to different countries learn it a lot easier because mm. you're constantly doing it whereas like if you're taking a class on it it's 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 harder to grasp yeah. than mm -hmm. it is like to actually live somewhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I, I would say it's the onus is not on the children because, mm -hmm. like, I'm not trying to be insensitive to the parents, but they, I don't want to say okay. When I'm saying they chose to come here, we know that not every single person that came to Canada came because they wanted to. Yeah, a lot of them came out of necessity, like they had to leave their countries. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they came here they had children how do you expect a child to just be like yeah i want to learn no it's the it's up to the parents mm -hmm. if for example the child is now 16 and they absolutely refuse to speak their language and only respond to their parents in english mm -hmm. that's the child's fault i'll give i'll give i'll give the parents a huge bligh just for the fact that when they came here they came with nothing so you're not really thinking about uh, whether you're child will learn the language you're kind of like thinking like will i be able to feed my child <laughs> yeah you're like you're all, they're all like kind of in the rat race trying to figure out how to um make that dollar to be able to like uh, 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 what do you call it um supply not supply survive not survive but uh provide, provide. for their family mm. um but you know what though but like, i do i do admit i mean agree with you guys saying like okay maybe the onus isn't on us mm. but like up to a certain after a certain age Okay, you accept that's happened, and then the onus is on you to be like, okay, I gotta. If I want to be able to communicate with them, I should start learning the language. I think the onus comes in if on yourself, like if you already knew the language, is to maintain it because language can be forgotten if mm -hmm. you don't speak it enough. And if like we learned, we learned as kids like our native tongue, and then yeah. growing up we just stopped because our parents stopped talking to us. In that case, yeah, we do lose what we know. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, it does become a response. But if you've never learned, it's like you can't 
you yeah. can't be like blamed for something you just don't know yeah. yeah and then it also works for like parents too because parents who only speak to you in um their language then they don't end up learning um english and then you mm-hmm. have all these elderly people who've lived in canada for like 30 years who don't know any word like yeah. english mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. so like it kind of works both ways okay yeah. so like in regards to you know in our situation here mm-hmm. um would you say that because you may not have had that like best friend relationship with your parents Mm -hmm. do you feel like that impacted your standards and friendships and or relationships like you were looking for someone who maybe was more understanding towards your cultural differences or maybe someone who is more westernized so that you can kind of you know get some not cultural tips but like you know you can relate to them on the canadian aspect because you already have the harari side on lock at home like you know how did that impact your like your standards or what you were looking for in friends or or in relationships. I don't think we I don't think any of us do it consciously like we make a conscious choice on how we choose our friends. <laughs> yeah, we're not that calculated. Yeah, and a majority <laughs> of the times like the friends that you make are all just uh either out of necessity or like out of convenience because not Dang, convenience, not I'm convenience. No conven- Sorry, not convenience. I mean like um uh <laughs> like where you're at. Like mm. you're going to if you're in, if you're going to college and you have like some people in class and you all need to like get pie in this class mm. you're almost guaranteed to start making some friends in that class yeah and then they might become long-term friends right okay yeah if, I get it, you. or or like in elementary school you're in a class with a bunch of kids like you're bound to make a few friends just by playing in the park together and then that becomes like a relationship for the rest of your life i They're, mean maybe not like childhood friends but like as adults when you're making who makes friends at all a lot of people do (laughs) sorry what was your question again (laughs) (laughs) i I, I got sidetracked the the question was knowing what we know now about our situation with our parents and us has that impacted like your standards in terms of the types of friendships that you're seeking in adult life or relationships like people that you're looking for like oh you know i want to surround myself with these types of people like you know has that impacted it at all um, I think so, yes, because there are certain times when there are certain parts of like being cultural or religious that just affect your friendships. Like some people will still not understand why as a grown woman, our parents still call us like, where the hell are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or like certain things like certain s- cultural aspects that maybe is not in the Western culture. Mm-hmm. So in that case, it's like it's hard to sometimes be friends with people who don't understand what you're going through there are like different people maybe not same culture but like um eastern culture that do even whether like they're brown or something um even if it's not religiously like they go through the same things and you can relate so much more so when you say oh my my mom said this and like they just understand exactly what you mean by it mm-hmm. and they can like understand who you are as a person because of like what you go through like in your life Mm. you don't feel like you do that um maybe for maintaining relationships but a lot of the relationships i have maybe okay maybe i i i didn't know i made this choice but a lot of them are like people who are came from immigrant parents so they kind of understand like pocs yeah exactly Mm. i don't think i have like i think that's the thing we just don't have a lot of those (laughs) yeah exactly we're so multicultural that a lot of our friends can relate are like yeah immigrants yeah mm. so we don't have that issue here maybe in america they have that issue not issue but like they have that 
that that something that's that's something they have to work on or work mm-hmm. through. But yeah. over here, it's like everyone kind of understands how it works. Yeah, and even if you even if your friend doesn't understand, mm-hmm. like I've had friends who don't get it at first. Like they're just like you're. I don't know, 25. Yeah. Like, why is this? Why is it like this? Yeah. You know? And then once I kind of explain it to them and I'm like, okay, well in my culture or my re- in my religion, it's mm-hmm. like this and this. They're like, Oh, okay. And then sometimes like they even, you know, hold me accountable. Like mm-hmm. for like random things like, Oh, Sarah or Sarah, it's 10 o'clock. You should go mm-hmm. home. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. people are more understanding. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I should go home. <laughs> and if people are not understanding. Then I guess that's where you would cut them off. You'd be like, I'm sorry, uh, but when you don't consciously do it. You just don't hit them up. Yeah. But it, it does happen. Like when friends still want to go out and it's like, like it's only 11 o'clock. Like you don't understand. Yeah. Only 11. And then, and then it becomes like, then they, you just, you just stop hanging out because it becomes mm. an issue every single time. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, like, yes, your friendships are affected yeah. by certain cultural aspects. Mm-hmm. So, like, you subconsciously end up making friends with people who are more, like, similar to you in terms of cultural or religious norms. Mm-hmm. Ah. So it does impact us. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't think I ever did it consciously. Yeah, it was all, like, subconscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never, I was never confronted with that, so it was just something mm-hmm. I couldn't relate to. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good topic. Yeah. Shout out to you, Khadija, for uh, suggesting that one. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to Khadija. Okay, so do you guys know you guys know about the show Ninety Day Fiance? Yeah. Oh, you watch that? No, I, well, I don't watch it, but like there was mm-hmm. a okay. I maybe I, I lied. I didn't watch it, but like there's a there's there's a story I saw on it. Okay, so there's just to like break it down. So Ninety Day Ninety Day Fiance. This is the first time I've ever seen this. Mm-hmm. There's a, like full on Muslim couple on there. The girl and the guy. The girl and the guy, and oh. the girl was a hijabi, called B, and it's a uh, Bilal and uh, uh, Shayda. The girl, mm. the girl was so ninety. The way ninety day fiance works is that like they have a guy or a girl in like the Western country. It's usually a guy, mm. and then they'll have like some girl from some, I guess quote unquote third world country or just someone from outside of America. Mm. And um, this is Bilal and Shayda. So she's in Trini, Trinidad, and he's in America. And you know they're talking and everything. She hits him up in his DMs. She's like, "Yo, I see what you're doing. I wanna, you know, let's talk." Mm. And they talk. And he goes out to Trini- Trinidad. Oh, I saw like a little YouTube. You saw a little YouTube clip, right? He goes out to Trinidad. They hang out for a week. And he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna make you my wife." So he goes back to him. He he proposes to her in Amer- in in Trinidad after a week. Yeah, Dang. I'm surprised too. I Where get, y'all finding these? N- he was an mind. older. He was okay. <laughs> uh, no, but they like they they both seem like pretty well-to-do people she had her own like yoga business wow he was a successful realtor is this someone that like hid his uh wealth uh, that, that sarah don't jump ahead my bad okay okay i'll get to that i'll get to that okay so he goes back mm. and they have to go through the whole visa process so mm. for two years they're going through this visa process and they haven't meet, met each other like they in person only for that one week they met each other and got engaged mm-hmm. and in that time he like already started planning this whole thing where he's like just to make sure she's not a gold digger i'm gonna like make it seem like i'm not gonna show because on online he technically never showed or flaunted all the stuff even though he like kind of wore like these armani suits and stuff but oh. he's like i, I want to make sure she's not a gold digger so when she comes i'm gonna like uh, i'm gonna take her to like the most rundown place like bring her in advance so what he did is that basically she flew from trinidad she she sold her business <gasps> left her family like she, she sold her business she this. sold her business Mm-mm. she went uh from trinidad to america like she was uh, successful in herself right 
and uh when he when he pulled up he pulled up in a van and when i say a van like i mean like those moving vans like uh like the the ones you see contractors using yeah he pulled up in that had like a bunch of garbage in it or whatever what? she jumps in she's already making comments she's already making faces and stuff and like cussing them out and like her trini whatever and then uh they get to the house and it's like a rundown house in the middle of the hood and it's like yeah this is my place or whatever this is where we're gonna stay and she's like not with her or whatever and he was getting on her for being like, uh, you, should, you should be with me for me. It doesn't matter what I have kind of thing. Even though he had all this muscle, he was, he was hiding from her or whatever. But then again, so this bring up the thing because when he went to Trinidad, mm. he had like the Louis Vuitton uh, suitcases. Mm. He had like the Armani suits and like all this like high fashion stuff. But when she, come, she came to America, like none of that was seen. And he was on her saying like, oh, no, you should like love me for me. Mm. And and she's like, you 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 told me you're one thing. And then this is another. And like my thing is that like. OK, first off, I wonder what you guys think about, like if someone if you were talking to someone mm. for two years mm-hmm. and they were like you had this idea of who they were. Yeah. And then you came to their home and you see like it's nothing like what you expected. Mm. Would you not be even though you love that person would you not be like okay what, what's going on here uh yeah because let me just tell you i mm-hmm. feel like for men and women what they see in general this is mm-hmm. a huge generalization i know if you individually disagree yeah that's your prerogative but i'm just speaking in general here mm-hmm. men and women have different needs in a relationship yeah we women maybe look for like security financial security mm-hmm. in relationships whereas men want that companionship like, yeah. yeah we want companionship too but security is like very up there yeah so if you're someone who looks like they can barely afford the rent or you're living mm-hmm. in the most dangerous shack in the ghetto mm-hmm. and you lied to me like you made it seem like we were going to have this a certain type of life mm-hmm. and let's just put it in this you said that she she was also a successful business owner yeah she had like a successful uh, yoga in- so, company or whatever I think it's very unfair of the man to just assume Mm -hmm. that she was with him for his money because if she was already doing it on her own, why the hell would she need his money? And why would he think that it's a good idea to like lie to her for two years Mm -hmm. and then try to pretend like he's this poor guy so that at the end of it, he's like, psych, I'm actually really rich. Like, here's where you're going to live. Yeah. Like, that makes no sense. Why would he even think that's Mm -hmm. a good idea? Mm -hmm. That's so dumb. No, that's like, uh uh-uh, she should leave his ass. I mean, the only argument I have here is that he, if he wanted to like portray this, he should have done it from the beginning because you can't present something and then that's her expectation and then you change it. If he wanted to know if she was in it for the money, he should have went to her without all the money. And so if she accepted that and then continued on with their Mm -hmm. engagement, then obviously she's there for him. But if you present a certain lifestyle and then you're like psych we're not I lied <laughs> we're not doing all that. like why would she not be upset mm-hmm. no but like i just feel like that that whole like okay maybe maybe people have a lot of issues with gold diggers i just feel like in my certain life i <laughs> it's not something that comes in my it's not like i don't really think of it in that way like yeah. i don't think of it as well yeah like this guy's gonna think i'm a gold digger because i yeah. let him pay for my drink or something you know like i don't know like also uh, and the thing is the the points she made were all valid mm-hmm. she's like okay whatever you have a van why is there trash in the van why is it not cleaned yeah, up it just like, looks like he's not putting in effort yeah exactly like mm. it's not she she's like it's not it's not the fact that he bought picked me up in the van whatever that's fine it's like there was garbage in the van nothing was cleaned up 
when he then, went to her did she receive him like did she uh oh well technically okay so i i got i got some like update afterwards mm. like he was saying oh this was a prank because technically when he went to trinidad he was asking for like airbnbs and she suggested an airbnb that was like in the middle of the hood and like he's like oh i was getting her back for that because she, she i don't know she because he always talked about how he was like um hood bougie hood bougie because he grew up in the hood but he's bougie and she's like oh you're really hood okay let me give you this airbnb that's like in the middle of the hood that makes sense for for them yeah for her yeah but on his side to get her back what exactly like no and also the house that they went to was like it had like broken windows it had like the it, it had like a broken uh patio in the front and like she's like and she her point was like okay you you have this house in in some uh hood, hood hood like neighborhood or whatever like a low-income neighborhood that's fine she's like that's fine but why didn't you fix the patio why don't yeah. you fix the windows on there why is the paint all cut up and everything and and it was like it showed to her that not it's not the fact that he lived in these places and like he, he first off he lied about his lifestyle it's the fact that he he clearly doesn't care to even clean up after himself yeah. or make himself look somewhat presentable or his place look presentable and ready for her yeah i totally agree yeah. like it, it what's crazy to me is that he went above and beyond to make himself appear poor yeah yeah that is so wild and also she hit him up on instagram where on instagram he was showing off this like lavish lifestyle like he had all these not he had all these big houses because technically he said he never showed off his cars on there mm. or he never showed off even though you can see photos of him showing off his car or whatever and like he was showing off all these big houses but those are places he was selling mm. but like he was wearing and he said he's never flashy but he's wearing like these these high fashion suits there's one time where he's pulling out like a Balenciaga shoe or something mm. like that out of a box and he's like I, and it, he was contradicting himself in a lot of cases i'm surprised they're still together <laughs> just they're still together did. yeah yeah they're, they they stayed together after that right i hope he um, made it up to her i mean she did sell everything and move yeah <laughs> oh yeah exactly so they're gonna money. make it work right uh but you can see they still have a lot a lot of things to work through uh well, just from the interview they, they did it uh, with the interview they did afterwards like they did, were did he show off his rich yeah activity? eventually in the show like he showed her the actual place that he had Oh. But um, he he, the way that he went about it was like completely wrong. And like his mindset on how what a di- gold digger is is completely off. At least that's what I thought when I was reading that. When I was watching it, I mean, maybe he was played before. Like another, he was like into somebody else, and then she was only with him for the money. So that's mm-hmm. why, like now, no, 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 no. Like, he he was married before, and his what he got divorced. Huh? Was she a gold digger? No, no, no. Just, uh, I think she was just a regular. The reason they got divorced is because like she's like, he was completely OCD. Like he would, he would, uh, and even even his new wife mm. is saying the same thing. Like he 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 doesn't like using the term OCD, so I'm not going to use that. But like he's super particular on what he wants, and like if you even left like a sock on the floor, he would make it an argument. And like if you didn't wash the dish right after you were done using it, he would make it an argument. Those type of people, they need their money to keep a woman around because ain't nobody gonna stay with yeah, you. Yeah, like, like you can that. tell in the interview when because they were doing a follow up interview, you can yeah. tell like those were still big issues that they were working through. Um, because yeah, it was just like a I don't know how like I guess people would do anything, especially if you worked on this relationship for two years, you kind of don't want to give it up. But like there was a lot of red flags that I could see in that relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk on anyone else's relationship, just things that I see. So maybe it's just surface level stuff. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's just stuff that really irked me. Yes. This is probably why you should not get engaged after a week. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, too. but for some people, it works. But they talked for two years afterwards, right? Of course, it wasn't in person, so you don't get to live with that person and see those yeah. flaws. But yeah. or not flaws, but those those um, um, personality traits. Um, Would you ever go on Ninety Day Fiance? Nah. Well, Ninety Day Fiance is where you already find the fiance no or like you already have a relationship kind of thing it's not they find one for you i know but i feel like those the people that go on that show like they they nine times out of ten meet someone online mm-hmm. and then the show kind of follows them as they live with that person for the first time yeah no nah, i would never do that no. yeah is it seems way too like invasive, invasive? yeah yeah it's not yeah <laughs> you already know <laughs> um but yeah you guys would never Hell no! <laughs> I'd probably kill the guy on camera. What would you do if you were put in that situation? If oh, like, if, if the... someone pranked you, pranked you like that, would you be like, "That's red flag, I'm done," or would you be like, "Okay, I I'll accept it," you know, we'll we'll work through it or something like that? Would you continue with the relationship afterwards if you found out that he was doing that to test you? I feel like the group chat would be pop, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, you guys!" But you would still stay. Um. Let's say you had the two years in. You were two okay. years in. If we were two years in. Mm-hmm. And he, you sold your business and moved. And I sold mm-hmm. my business. I said bye to all y'all. I'll yeah. move to Timbuktu. And I arrive and I'm just like, oh my God, this guy lives in a shack. There's cockroaches yeah. everywhere. I think it's worth a try. Mm-hmm. And it, But if nothing changes, no, I wouldn't stay. I, I would only stay with him if he said psych. If he didn't say psych <laughs> and we were actually in a, in a mm-hmm. hut, I'm out of there ASAP. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not Because it's, it's not only the fact that he lived in like a shower he possibly lived in a shack or mm. possibly had a van he it's the fact lied. that he lied about having more than he really did. we don't do liars on oh, this show yeah yeah we don't do liars because there's no way in a two-year conversation you don't hear about a car yeah are you like when people are talking are you not asking these questions yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I speak about finances like very early on i'm very transparent yeah. with it and i just want to like, know if if that was the case like i it's not even the fact that he didn't have money but she had money yeah like she could have yeah. somehow figured out a way to bring it yeah to her like she went about like selling her business and everything yeah yeah i would be pissed mm-hmm. i don't know if i would like because i like i said i feel like for men and women we have different needs in a relationship mm-hmm. and like for me personally when i'm if i'm talking to somebody i need to know i don't need to know every penny you make but i need to know like what type of lifestyle i'm getting myself into exactly like i know what i can handle in terms of finances and i know my mm-hmm. lifestyle while i'm comfortable at my parents <laughs> house mm-hmm. if i'm going to somebody with who doesn't make as much as me or more then it's like, okay, I have to adjust my standard of living. I have yeah. to be able to like, I have to be prepared mentally. Yeah, to go and then into you that. willingly go and live that Right, life. right. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, you tell me, oh yeah, like, you know, I make X amount of money. I'm like, okay, great. I'm planning, I'm envisioning this lifestyle for mm-hmm. us. And then let's say I move, if I have to move for you and you lied mm-hmm. about how much you made, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And I feel, have a big problem. I feel that the idea of loving someone just for who they are is a very western idea uh, absolutely it is very western idea absolutely like in, because a lot of our parents they married out of necessity because like it was a survival tactic in a way right i don't even think it's western only 
That's, really? I think it's everybody. It's just a matter of like. You think our omas and babas got married because they loved each other for who they were? No. It's like, oh, he has a nice harshi. I'm going to marry him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm saying like, I feel like the love you for who you are is kind of like an excuse yeah. to hide everything, what, regardless of culture, like Western. Yeah, or I don't think anyone will just be like, if, if you see, you could have, you can have everything in common with like someone who is homeless, not no, no shade to the homeless, mm. but if they don't have any way to support you, <laughs> what are you going to do? Sorry, Love won't just, be able to pay the bills. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it's more about like knowing what you're getting into. Like exactly. you can love a homeless person and yeah. they have nothing. And you can like, some people will work three jobs to support it. Like there's yeah. ways around it, but it's more so like knowing it's like, you can't like lie and like portray something else and be like, but you don't love me for who I am. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. You what? Know, you know what it is? I think there somewhere, somehow i don't know when but this whole notion of like your uh, marital partner or whatever like the person that you're gonna choose to spend your life with like you need unconditional love i don't think Mm -hmm. this is just my opinion okay i don't think that in a relationship i don't think uh, unconditional love can actually happen it's Mm -hmm. always going to be conditional i mean this is a long topic that we've always debated i think there is unconditional love but i don't Mm -hmm. think unconditional love is enough to have a relationship you can have a relationship with someone based off like whatever like flaws they have you could not sorry not relationship you can love someone regardless of the flaws they have but that's not enough to withhold a relationship so i do believe in unconditional love you can love someone i believe in unconditional love but but not not in a a relationship yes that's what i meant to say Mm -hmm. because people will be like there's all love has condition like no you can love someone with their flaws and like they can have a thousand red flags and you just like there's a reason like you love them Mm -hmm. you don't know why but should you be in a relationship because you love somebody no Mm -hmm. yeah love is not enough yes Mm -hmm. yeah you can be you can be you can have unconditional love for like an abuser it's not good for you (laughs) you know what okay i feel like we answered the question from a woman's perspective Mm -hmm. in your case let's say you're getting to know somebody for two years you're like yeah i'm gonna marry this person it's very different for guys though right so if let's just say though yeah the girl that you're speaking to says she makes six figures she's very successful yeah and then you're like, all right, let's do the nikah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her, flammy, her family flies out here or whatever. Or you yeah. fly out to her or whatever. I'm just assuming, okay? Whatever. Yeah. Let's just say she's somewhere else. You have to fly to get to her. And, she, and you get there and you realize, like, her whole family is poor. Will that... It all comes down to the lie, right? So it's you're like, more upset about the lie, not the fact that she's I poor. wouldn't care if they, they were poor. It's like, why would you lie about that kind of thing, right? Because then it, it says a lot about your character. Mm. Like, what else has been lied about? Mm-hmm. What else What else is, or What else? else are you hiding? Because mm-hmm. if you're hiding that thing, there's mm-hmm. probably a hundred things behind that. The trust is gone. Yes, exactly. If there's no trust, there's no relationship. So you, would you end it then? What? Would you end it then? Oh, yeah, definitely. What? Yeah, I wouldn't uh, end it. Mm-hmm. Interesting how we said we might have like we might stick it out, but you're gonna end it. Nah. No, but I think it it's a matter of like what your scenario is. If I moved and I sold my <laughs> life away, <laughs> yeah, like I'm trying, like I went, I got this far, yeah. But like I need to see it to be ch- like changed. Like okay, we're living in the shack. All right, how are we gonna change your situation? Mm-hmm. Wait, so if he doesn't say psych, I'm actually rich, and he tells you no, 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 I'm really poor. Sarah, what are you gonna do? I'm uh, hello. I'm still at the airport. I'm just going to get on the next flight back mm-hmm. home. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. You're going to stay in the shack with You're going to have children with that person? In a shack? No, I'm saying like... <laughs> it, no, okay. This, this site. <laughs> okay. Let me think about this. <laughs> Rethink that decision. 
I feel like the trust part would bother me more. Yeah. How are you gonna How are you gonna be in a marriage with someone who lied to you about their financial status? How are you gonna How are you gonna trust them ever again to take care of you now? Because you're now his responsibility. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I feel like it, I'd be in that moment. In the moment. Like, I feel like if I had nothing else. If this ever happens to you, you better tell me in the group chat so I can knock some sense into <laughs> you. Love ain't enough, remember. No, I know. I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. I, I would be more reluctant. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just, like, if it was something where, like, I just, okay, I'll move to, like, down the street. Yeah. Or, like, I, it's the thing is, like, when you move to a new country, like, you don't have a job. You don't have, like, you don't have anything in your, like. But you have a plane ticket home. How do you have a plane? You, you're you moving there. It's a Let's one be way real. I have a lot of friends who moved out of Canada, okay? They always buy a two-way ticket. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, you can't. You have to check the border. Yeah, because we or smart. Or just fake, fake, the, fake the relationship until you have a way to get out. Yeah. I Okay, I'm thinking, like, get for us. Get that alimony, girl. Mm-hmm. For us, <laughs> like, it, it'd be more, like, doable. Yeah. I'm just, like, picturing myself in that girl situation where, like. Well, why do you think she had no money? She had she money. Had she, she literally could have flied home. Mm-hmm. She literally said like she brought some savings with her as well, mm. so she had money. Of course, it's not a lot when you're compa- when you when you're um, what do you call it again? Transferring it, I guess. Transfer what do you call? Oh yeah, we'll take one after this. It's all good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Maybe like lying about money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just feel like it's not as. Um, Have you seen the divorce rates, honey? Money is like one of the biggest reasons why people get divorced. I I don't know. I just think it. I guess it's your priority. Like I feel like I just don't personally. Like I never thought of having like an extravagant life. So if you don't have a lot of money, it's not like a red flag. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like it's just more like how what you do with it. Mm-hmm. So like it's for me. Well, it's yeah, like it's not. Yeah. It's not a matter of fact that like you lied about having money. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, maybe you were shamed or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, what are you doing to change it? That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, I'm not so quick to be like, you lied to me. Like money, like if they lied about something completely different that I personally found as more like a bigger priority deal. in yeah. my life, mm-hmm. that would be like, oh no, you lied. That's it. Yeah. Whereas someone else might be like, mm-hmm. that's nothing. Yeah. But, like for me, like money is not such a big part that that i think that that's one thing that like you can try to fix it but like Mm -hmm. show me that you're gonna like okay so we're in this shack now i'm putting a camera on you what are we no stop Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna like hold the phone (laughs) 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 there's no green screen what the hell happened it's because you guys keep asking questions I'm just no but you're, like you're bringing up good <laughs> okay keep wizard going. kelly <laughs> no i'm done i'm done what are you saying huh <laughs> come on Stop, are you still recording okay no okay not her like looking at you from her head mm-hmm. like that but. but anyways okay you guys keep talking I'll yeah stop. we're all we're all on the same page here though like or yeah. it's like we understand what we're trying to get to here that is wild mm-hmm. i can't believe he did that on mm-hmm. national television yeah man and all they right. get paid to be on that show too right uh, I don't know. I don't think they do. What? Yeah, people don't get complete. No, I, I feel like they do. You can't go on reality TV and not get paid. No, there are a lot of people who not, don't get paid. Not on all them. reality TV pays you. No. Sometimes you get paid on like how long you last on there. Yeah, oh. but, but they don't. You don't get. They don't be like, okay, we're gonna pay you. Come on the show. <laughs> yeah. No, the reason people go on is for exposure. Yeah. They don't go on to get paid. Mm. Unless it's like a game show where you're literally paying. Paying for money, paying for money. No. Uh, uh, um, competing for money. Yeah. 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 yeah like certain, I think like something like The Bachelor. 
you don't get paid but if you get make it to like top three or something then you like get paid for those episodes yeah but you one of those things like, if you're on it for a long time yeah it's more for then, just being paid for your time yeah because exactly because now you're losing a lot of time to work and yeah stuff. then they start compensating you yeah okay i get it mm-hmm. okay guys uh we're just gonna take a quick break here and uh we'll talk to you in a second okay guys and we're back so um another thing i want to talk about mm. i don't know uh it's just something that i recently saw it's gonna be very short mm. it's like instagram is recently they're making a change to basic uh, you guys probably noticed this yeah have you noticed that like they're making a change to be more like tiktok yeah so essentially how you see tiktok instagram's pretty much gonna look exactly like that and i don't know why these ins- these social platforms want to basically be like each other like instagram is probably the biggest culprit of this Mm. of changing who they are just to fit with the times and like it's kind of getting to the point where it's getting more and more noticeable so like i feel like people are more resistant to it Mm. like instagram used to be a place like tiktok okay you see like random people like you you don't really mind about that but you go to instagram to see your people right Mm -hmm. see your posts but now like as I'm scroll like th- the reason I don't go on Instagram is cuz as I'm scrolling I don't get anyone that I know. Yeah. I'm literally getting half the posts of places I don't even follow. Mm-hmm. I'm like who are these people? What are these pages? I've never followed these people. I don't like these meme pages I keep getting. Mm-hmm. I don't follow all these things. And like of course now they have favorites. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have to go through my whole list and add favorites. I just want it to be there. Cuz I, I tried it and I was like I got sick of it. Like I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go through that whatever how much time it would take to kind of pick individual people to follow especially follow like hundreds of people Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um but it's just i want to know what your thought on this like have you seen this happening what did you are you annoyed by it do you like it you know as you started talking about this topic one quote Mm -hmm. just popped out into my head popped out into my head (laughs) popped into my head okay It's actually from a Cinderella story, the one with Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray, okay? <laughs> the oh quote is, "Yeah, why try to fit in when you were born to stand up? So what are you... Wh- <laughs> no, but I'm saying... <laughs> oh, my like, God. <laughs> like, like you, why? At least choose, like, more reputable people. <laughs> that, no, but I'm saying, like, that it, it's very relevant in this yeah. case because... Instagram did so well for so long because it was different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Facebook was successful because it was like the first to do it. It was yeah. like the pioneer. Yeah. Then you had all these spinoffs like Twitter. Twitter took the part where you can update your status on Facebook or whatever that mm-hmm. thing. you could post a story. What is it called? When you, when you, uh, huh? when you tweet? No, on Facebook when you used to post like, you know, you want to say like, what do you oh, think? Is uh, it a status? Yeah, your status. Exactly. And so Twitter took that part mm-hmm. and got successful because now you can post your thought in 140 characters Mm -hmm. instagram took the part where you can upload photos and you can share that with your family and friends and like you know Mm -hmm. eventually create a following yeah tiktok thrived on 30 second or one minute videos Mm -hmm. then instagram was bought out by facebook no yeah yeah so then they well like i feel like tiktok wasn't even tiktok at that point when it was bought out yeah but the first change that we noticed Mm -hmm. from instagram was when it uh added stories the yeah because it copied snapchat yeah and then it it converted the dms to like messenger on uh, facebook yeah exactly one time i was so confused i got a message from someone from facebook but it showed up on instagram and i'm like what yeah i was like huh like i got the notification on facebook yeah but i saw it on instagram and i was like i didn't even know that they put that together so weird yeah 
And then after the stories thing, yeah. Now the whole thing, um, the the reels came in like mm-hmm. TikTok. Now if and you they, guys, have you noticed they did it gradually? Like yeah, they're not gonna do it all at they once. They didn't do all at once. Yeah. And then now you know what they're changing again? What? Um, you know how on TikTok when you're scrolling, there's no like blank space. Like when you scroll from one video, it just connects to another. That's one. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's what I was gonna talk about. They're doing mm-hmm. that for Instagram, but mm-hmm. um, do you know what a carousel is? carousel yeah on instagram yeah so a carousel for those of you that don't know it's like when you post more than one photo and you can like slide through them Mm -hmm. i saw an update uh like a preview where the carousel so normally a lot of content creators use this because they post more than one and not just them but like they usually use this one a lot like Mm -hmm. they use the carousels yeah now instead of being able to see all like nine photos for example yeah. it'll show you like the first three and then you have to click like a see more it'll take you to another page see like because instagram is mo- trying to move towards a video only platform but why because they see that TikTok i'm telling is doing you every so time well. they see something doing well mm-hmm. they try and capitalize on that and make their um product i guess i guess instagram's product like fall in line with that and like it, it worked with stories. Like you can't say that it doesn't work for them because it worked with stories. Everybody started using stories on Instagram and they forgot about yeah. Snapchat. Right? What you no, know, because they started seeing that it was successful on Instagram, so like, oh we gotta like even TikTok recently started adding stories. Yeah, TikTok does. It, of course stories. it's not really like being adapted so much because people are so used to putting stories on Instagram. Mm. Um but I feel like this move here is so drastic and like it's so it's so much similar like TikTok mm. and the fact that they're feeding you pages that you don't normally follow that it, it might actually throw people off. I don't know. Maybe it's a generational thing. But We're just being what, those though? people who are like, oh, we, we are used to it being this way. Maybe we should like patent this. But I feel like once Instagram makes that shift, mm-hmm. there will now be an open space in the market for another social media pa- platform where it's just photos again, like mm-hmm. what Instagram used to be. Because yeah. now, if you post something, a photo on Instagram, you're not going to get the same type of exposure that you did like two, three years ago. Actually, Instagram actively tries not to like... Do they suppress it? They suppress images now. And they, <gasps> I and, ain't ever posted my vacation pictures again. And they, like, Or it's not it. that they don't... It's not that they don't suppress it. It's that like they won't show... They would rather show you put up a video mm. than a photo. If you put up a photo, it's most likely not going to show up on people's feeds unless they have you as starred... Oh, on their thing yeah but if you put up a video because of how their algorithm works they're trying to copy tiktok then it will be shown to a lot more people on my instagram feed i i also see like so and so of your followers liked this post here's something similar or yeah because you liked this post here's something similar. yeah yeah i don't like that like sometimes i do sometimes well I don't. now they're gonna stop show- telling you that and they're just gonna give you the post like like you mentioned with the with the uh them widening or lengthening the uh, post to be almost your full page your or full pretty page. much your full page. Yeah. So you won't even see those suggestions anymore. It'll just be the actual like post. TikTok for you page. Yeah. I don't like that. So like you won't even notice it. Like you'll be scrolling and you'll you won't even notice that you're not even you're not even looking at posts that you follow or pages that you follow. It's just gonna be random pages. And the moment it sees you like that, it's gonna keep feeding you it. That's really annoying because I feel like like you first said initially like mm-hmm. we use TikTok because we know what we're getting. Yeah. We know that on the For You page, you're not seeing people that you follow, but you're seeing like curated content that based on your likes or mm-hmm. whatever your phone's listening to you say, you're going to get this content. Yeah. Instagram, we like it because we, the people that we choose to follow, we want to see their posts. Mm-hmm. We want to see their photos. We want, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's frustrating as 
someone who uses social media. Yeah. Like you're not getting what you want out of the app. Yeah. Because I do. Uh, no, I don't know. We're going to say some more there. Okay. Because I do feel like Instagram is kind of falling into um, the gener- the Facebook trap or like uh, the older generation adopted Facebook or like they, they, they continue to use Facebook and we mm-hmm, haven't. Mm-hmm. But millennials are used to Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Instagram is like kind of our thing. And the Gen Z, their thing is TikTok, TikTok right? Mm-hmm. But now Instagram is trying to reach for the Gen Z uh, users to to start using their platform but That's i don't think they're coming for it and all it's doing is turning off the current generation that that is using their platform to mm-hmm. using it and, and and they're moving over to tiktok because they're like okay at least if you're gonna feed me random stuff i might as well go to the place that does it best <laughs> well yeah i mean i feel like a lot of millennials already made that jump during the pandemic like i saw yeah. so many people that were like you know like half of the content like half of the topics that we bring up are from tiktok like yeah. i ain't ashamed to say <laughs> like i i'm gonna say right like i already, I already talked about how i don't use t- uh, instagram that much mm. i'm fully on full on like tiktok user like if i'm <laughs> going to from the rare times that I'm going to be on my phone for a longer period of time, mm. I'm not going to Instagram. I'm yeah. going to TikTok. Yeah. Because I just get like whatever I, I sometimes I'll click following and just see the people I am following. Mm. I prefer to do that sometimes. But I will go on like random ones. Yeah. I'll get some good stuff there. I'll see my cat videos and then I'll mm. be off. <laughs> true. You know, I'll get my dopamine and I'll be out. I'm bouncing. True, true. Because um, that's what you're kind of, that's why we go to these platforms, right? Yeah. The only reason you go to these platforms is because you get that dopamine hit. And that I dopamine mean, hit is not hitting when you go on instagram anymore <laughs> i go on tiktok to learn yeah i'd be learning a lot of stuff do you oh yeah, yeah 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 tiktok but no but that's also somewhat of a dopamine hit because you're learning and that like activates your your system to be like oh i'm learning this is a good thing i want more of this and then you continue sure. scrolling and like all the food places that we find is from tiktok exactly you know? exactly i don't know i i feel like tiktok is uh, i mean sorry instagram is slowly going to be their own like the cause of their own downfall. Yeah. And and we could be just being those, or we could just be uh, sound like, we could be sounding like those people who are just saying, you know, like we don't like change. change. We yeah. don't like change. And it is adopted by more people. But like, I feel that there are a lot of people who have the same sentiment as us. I don't know. Are, I think so. Would you, in about, would you say you have the same sentiment? Come on, this girl. <laughs> I could tell. The way she was looking at me, she was just like... She, she was way out of it. So out of it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe... Okay, whoever's listening mm. or whoever's watching, just like write in the comments. Let us know if you have the same sentiment towards Instagram, if you use Instagram like as much as... Uh, or if you just use, Insta- use Instagram in general. What? You only use Instagram? Are you one of those people who are resistant to getting TikTok? No, I use TikTok, but I just... I do it when I'm like really bored and I need mm-hmm. like time to... Yeah. Like, if I know I have half an hour, I'll use Instagram yeah. or TikTok. But, like, once you go on TikTok, you're on it for, like, hours. And I just... Yeah. Well, no. I, I kind of get off pretty quickly. And then also, like, a lot of the stuff I see on TikTok ends up on Instagram anyway. So. Yeah, like, three months later. But wouldn't you rather laugh <laughs> first? You know, sometimes I'll, like, laugh. I'll see something. And then my brother will send it to me two weeks later. I'm like, you're so late. Mm-hmm. You're such a boomer. I'm just kidding. Nah. <laughs> this Subby's generation, Gen Y, maybe? No, he's genera- He's a millennial. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's 86 not. 86 to now, uh, to like, ni- to like, what is it? What is it? 2000? No, Gen Y. No, he's a, he's a millennial. Yeah. Sada, we're only four years different. Come on now. That's a big difference. Nah. Well, like, it. well, not really, honestly. Generation-wise, not really. But yeah, that was just something that kind of irked me. 
hmm. I want to talk about because I feel like a lot of people have the same sentiment and uh, I want to hear from you guys about that. So leave in your comments, send a me- send us messages about what you think about that because I want to know if this is a, the, what everybody else is kind of feeling. Yeah. Because it's definitely something we kind of feel. So it must be something more people feel like, right? I think so. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see, you know, this platform we grew up on yeah. to die we didn't really because grow up on of their own choices. What? We didn't grow up on Instagram. I mean, like something we adopted early on in our lives. Like we had Instagram from like how early in our lives? Like, I'm sorry. I got Instagram when I went to university. Oh, really? Yeah, I got it really late. Okay. I don't know why I feel like it was something we kind of grew we up grew with. We grew up on Facebook. I guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all traders here. Because Facebook, let me just tell y'all, the whole thing is like nine years ago, you did this, this. Mm-hmm. Thank God it's in the past. <laughs> we, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's fun to look back on the f- Yeah. <laughs> the things we would write on each other is like wall. Remember oh, Facebook no, I was? can't. All that cringe. I can't go back to Facebook. Everything I see on there is cringe. <laughs> I can't believe. There's one time I literally went, uh, I forget which day I went back. I, I like put up like, a photo of something i made in minecraft i was like why did i think this is cool why did i think this was cool don't go on their side what are you doing don't go on my facebook okay you make me cringe on the episode okay guys so um let's let's just move on to the next conversation so sada how do you watch movies guys the reason i say this is because last week i watched a movie with sada and this is some this is something that irks me okay oh something my God. big you're time that irks me I why do people do this I know a lot of people do this okay you be sitting and watching a movie and you want them to see like there's there's this like plot there's like plot developing right in front of you and people be on their phones just looking at it no, 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 and no. then and then they look up and then they start complaining about the movie because like this doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense it's because you're on your phone for like half of the movie okay <laughs> Okay, let me just say. For context, I was watching Spider-Man with Sarah last the week. Set, the last one? Uh, yeah, No Way Home. And there's there's plot developing in the movie. And this girl, I look over, like, you know when you're watching a movie with someone that you've already watched? And you want them to, like, like this is, like, a good part coming up. And you, like, start looking over at them. <laughs> this girl was on her phone the whole time. Okay? I actually was, I was I'm sorry, I'm dying because I do that all the time with Sarah. <laughs> Like I last week we were watching a movie and I can see Sada's eyes closing. I'm like, Sada, if you're tired, just say that. Exactly. Like I'm trying to show you the movie. <laughs> you know what I feel like these two do? They'll show me something they've already watched and they're watching me to see how I react yeah. to the movie. But I'm like, first of all, I'm not. A, you, Sorry, I'm, you guys, I'm clipping the mic here, guys. <laughs> you guys know, okay? I'm I'm really trying my best to get into Marvel. Was the movie interesting? Absolutely. There were times where I was like, wow, this is amazing. Amir's like, mm-hmm. You know, that, that nod of like, I should mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you see what I mean? You just did yeah. it. And like, even I think we were watching like Encanto, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. I was ge- I watched it again, by the way, because I was like, I have to watch it I know. It again. I saw new watching it with you. <laughs> this girl. <laughs> but I just, I had to watch it again. I feel like Stephanie does the same thing too. I've learned how to divide my attention. Like no, I'm listening, no, 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 Sarah, but I'm just Sarah, like, Sarah, know, Sarah, I'm reading a book right now. Multitasking is a lie. Multitasking <gasps> is not something your brain can do at all. But we no do. human can multitask. That's a lie. No human can multitask. No, multitasking is not a thing your brain can literally do. You you may you may think you can switch between a task very quickly, mm. but to but actually ha- to have your focus on two different things at the same time no, is not something a human can do. Divided focus. 50-50. Yeah, but your brain has <laughs> it has to process that change. And that process and change, you lose information. So multitasking is not a real thing. I disagree. Because I 
play games on my phone while I watch shows all the time. Yeah, but how much how much of that plot can you tell me? I, mean, I, 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 you can, I just don't visually watch it because I don't need to see it. But I can listen and play games on my phone. No, 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 no. Let no. Me multitasking you, is a lie. Let me tell you why I can multitask. Because you can't. I literally, I'm telling you, scientifically, but you cannot multitask. Science. Multitasking is, is not real, people. If you're telling yourself you're multitasking, you're really just changing your focus between something very quickly. Science is not the answer to life, okay? I'm just mm, saying that. It's not the answer to everything. Because, for example, I personally like to watch movies with subtitles. My attention is divided because now I'm reading, but like one eye is reading and one eye is watching the characters. That's not how it works. <laughs> yes, it does. You're literally, you're reading the line and then you look up. You can't, your eyes don't but literally divide not, when you're watching a movie. But that is exactly what multitasking is. You're doing yeah. two tasks at the same yeah. time. No, like, yes, okay. Yes, you are changing your focus, but you're doing two things simultaneously. Yeah, but like your focus is changing between them very quickly. Yeah, but if you've done it for such a long time, it's like it's not something that's gonna. You might be able to do something unconsciously. Yeah, like I'm sorry, but what you're saying, changing your focus, that's still called multitasking to me. Okay, okay. You're doing it simultaneously. But our definition, okay, maybe the definition of multitasking. So the uh, the actual idea of multitasking, where people think they can have focus on two things at the same time, is not. You can't have your mind focusing on two things at the exact same time. Can you? Yeah, I agree. Can you not drive and talk? That's the thing. You're doing, there's one, it's, it's just a motor operation. Like, you can focus. That's the reason that you can, when you're driving and talking, like, you might you might forget, like, you're doing something so unconscious that, like, you're changing your focus and it's something you've done so long that you can almost do it unconsciously to a point. Like, you, you do focus on it for a second and you might miss a couple words, but you have the context there so you can kind of understand what they're saying because you're not focusing on every single word they're saying. I don't know. I feel like, no, but sometimes when you have like deep conversations and you're like navigating the road and you're reacting, like you're not giving me delayed responses. You're like, oh, really? And like, you know, you're just like driving and through And I traffic. still see the thing. I was like, oh, did you see that car? Anyways, keep <laughs> Yeah, true, true, true. I don't know. I think it's, it is called multitasking. It's just. It, you can uh, call it multitasking. It's almost mm. like when people say literally, but it's not literally. No, okay. I, I do agree that you cannot give 100% of your attention to two things at the same time. Yeah. It's always going to be divided. So, like, like you said, like if you're driving somewhere, for example, if we're dri- if I'm driving to your house, I already know I could drive there in my sleep. I know mm-hmm. how to get to your house. Yeah. So I could have a very engaging conversation with someone next to me while yeah. I'm driving and not have to think too much about the road. Here's a good example. Like, like what you're talking about driving. Mm-hmm. So like uh, I do this a lot where you're 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 driving home mm-hmm. and you have someone in your car. Mm-hmm. And let's say like they live next to you so you have to drop them off at their house mm-hmm. but you're having such an engaged conversation that you unconsciously drive to your own house and forget to drop them off has that not happened to you guys where you just start driving towards your house unconsciously because you've done it so many times it's almost like it's almost like you you, you just you can do it with your with your eyes closed yeah that happens yeah but because you're in such an engaged conversation that you almost uh um forget what you're doing with it like not forget what you're doing you kind of just like put your body on auto autopilot for the driving mm-hmm. just so you can focus on the conversation this happened to me like once yeah but i i mean again i still call that speak louder into the mic i still call that multitasking because like even though your focus is not 100 percent, like you're still doing something and if any point that you need your attention like you can instantly like react to yeah something. like if a car is coming you can still react to it like you're still 
it might not be like a thousand percent there like when i'm playing games and watching shows like i'm not staring at mm-hmm. it i'm listening i'm engaging and when i hear something that's interesting i'm like oh what's happening and i'm yeah. like looking but it can be dangerous where people get so confident in their multitasking mm-hmm. it's the reason that distracted driving is such a huge problem right yeah because people are so confident that they can multitask they're like mm-hmm. I can use my phone and drive at the same time, but yeah. there's that whole like, there's that whole thing where they're saying if you're going at like 50 kilometers per hour, just by you looking down at your phone for a second and then looking back up, you've gone 100 feet and you don't even yeah. realize it, right? Yeah. And in that 100 feet, something could have jumped into the road, someone could have hit their brakes. One so thing I will not do is text and drive. Exactly. And the reason is, beca- and that's like an extreme of example of it, Yeah, but it's showing you how like you feel like you do have control. You feel like you do, you are focusing on two things maybe uh, uh, simul- almost simultaneously but really it's you don't realize that your brain needs to make that shift i think like okay okay you know what mm-hmm. i i will agree with you that you cannot fully multitask because sometimes like while i'm doing my oh gosh if what? my manager or anyone from work is listening to this oh. <laughs> you, this is a joke for legal purposes okay mm-hmm. allegedly <laughs> I allegedly talk on the phone sometimes when I'm working. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. You know? Might not happen, but <laughs> in those times, yeah. I have to concentrate on my job. Like yeah. I'm I'm in I'm I'm not gonna tell you guys what I do just for security yeah. purposes, but like I um I have to pay attention to what I'm doing because I can't afford to make a mistake. Yeah. But if someone's on the phone with me and I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and they're like talking, like yeah. I'm kind of my attention to the conversation is on autopilot, whereas most of my attention is to my work. Yeah. Because I'm trying not to mess up. Yeah. And then sometimes, like like Nabat said, like you'll hear something, and I'm like, ooh, then I'll pause what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So now I'm shifting my attention from here to here. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I, although I'm, like, on the computer doing my work, like, I'm listening. Like, it's, like, background noise. Like, I'm, like, subconsciously listening. Like, I can hear you. I'm, like, kind of engaging in the conversation. Like, yeah, okay, and then... But I'm still work like my focus. But is then when they ask you some a very specific question, you'd be like, "Can you repeat what you said?" Yeah. Yeah, it's because you weren't really focusing on it. You think you were focused on it, but you really weren't. But I was able to engage in the conversation. Like I would respond to them. No, you, you're you're giving like generic responses where like you hear you your mind hears a break and someone's saying something and you say, "Yeah, okay." Or like you hear you have context for like something that they're saying and it's like you hear maybe one buzzword and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, for sure. blah, blah, blah. But if they ask you very something very specifically, you're like, oh, I, I don't know what you're even talking about. Can you repeat that? Yeah. Like for, for me, if I'm doing something new for work where I have to put all my attention, in, I won't be on like I can't multitask. Exactly. But if it's something that I do often where I can kind of put myself on autopilot, like mm-hmm. I can do this in my sleep, then my, more of my attention will be on the conversation. Mm hmm. So I guess you're right. In a sense, two things cannot have 100% of your attention. I exactly. agree. I agree. Yeah. And which is why we get annoyed when Sarah watches, uh, goes on her phone and watches a movie. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Next movie we watch, whether it's with you or you. We're going to watch one today, okay? I'm She's going to fall sh- asleep today. I'm going to show y'all Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Was it the... The one we were going to start last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next week is going to be our 50th episode and uh, like our belated one year anniversary. So... <laughs> Go. <laughs> You're making me nervous. Go, Sada. Okay. So, you know, drop your questions on our YouTube video. Yes. I will also put some, st- <laughs> also put some stuff up on Instagram and... You know, Amir, you're distracting me. Okay, go, and please. So, okay, and so... <laughs> I have to pee so badly, sorry. All right, all right. We 
we'll look out for your questions send us anything you want we will answer them in next week's video thank you so much for watching everyone thank you don't forget to subscribe to our channel and we will see you next week bye, bye. we didn't take a thumbnail we'll take one right after you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.